Uh, we can keep this in as well. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Let's just talk about this. Is the first time we've done an intro like this, where we kind of casually talk for a minute and then we go dive deep into it. Cause I've been listening to a few podcasts. And I was inspired by how like smooth it is as well. Um, so stuff I want to talk about, uh, I, I'm, yeah, I've been back in Nottingham for a week now. It's been Easter and, uh, the joys of fourth year is, yeah, there's no exams to rise for. Oh. So oh, none of that sort of stress, died. which is lovely, but also, also at the same time, you don't really get much of a holiday either. Yeah, no, I mean, I, I haven't, normally I'd be back home revising by now, but I have been going into labs, doing my project stuff, and it's a, it's a different kind of stress this time around. Mm. I do think it's the, the fourth year sort of stress is different, but also it's a lot more manageable. I yeah, think. I, I, yeah, it's it's not the same sort of, oh my God, I've got exams coming, oh my God, stress, which I always used to have. Yeah. But also the weather has been so good. And it's like, I have to be outside. I agree. I agree. I've been using my balcony as much as I can. But yeah, third year isn't isn't easy. I'm back in knots. Um, lucky enough to have the balcony that I can kind of sit out on because we don't have a backyard in the flat. Um, but back in knots for third year, I have four exams and my project. And it, it's not the exam part that's worrying me because I think if you do your revision right, you can get your revision done in no time um focus on your stuff but the project is the one that's like I need to spend the deadlines the fourth and it's really hard kind of managing your time and getting all of that together really so that's the that's been the one that's like that's been the worst for me in third year and then not to mention the stress of having four exams back not back to back but they've done it really early this year I don't know if you guys noticed but I finished my exams before you lot you finish your deadlines I finish on the 23rd Oh, wow. wow. Okay. And my exams we are within the space of two weeks. And usually they're spread out over a month. My exams are within the space of two weeks, not even two weeks, about, I start on the 16th, finish on the 23rd. So about mm. a week. Um, we used to have some in June, didn't we? Yeah. I think that's as good as intro as any. So hi, everyone. I'm Daniel. <laughs> hi, and today I'm joined by Subin. Hey, I'm Subin. And I'm also joined by Dee. Hi, I'm Dee. And welcome back to another episode of the Fistop Podcast. We're almost in May now. This episode will probably be released just before May. And it's that time of the year again. It's exam time. Uh, Subin and I are in our fourth year and Dee is in her third year, so... We've all been there and some of us are still currently there, unfortunately. And so we just want to talk to you guys in our physics community and, you know, talk a little bit about exams, some of the challenges that we've had and how we've dealt with them going through it. Yeah, I think one of the things that everyone struggles with exams is is remaining motivated during that time. You know, why do we do this? Why do we put ourselves through this pain? Uh, so what, one thing I like to say is, I think of the, the bigger picture, you know, why did you do physics in the first place? So what made you want to come to Nottingham? What had, what had, what inspired you? And trying to, trying to think about that. Cause I remember in sixth form, you know, I was like, so I was kind of breathing and leaving physics. And I was like, yeah, you know, I love all this stuff. I love, I love talking about it. And it sometimes it's really, and sometimes it just, it just falls out of your head because you're just dwarfed by other things. And so it's, you know, it's good to remind yourself of what you, what you're here for and what you want to do in the future as well. Absolutely. I think I'll say to that, it's good to remind yourself of the enjoyment, you know, 
and remind yourself of you know why you're doing it and why you start doing it but at the same time i think one thing that we've got to remember is you know you said about thinking about the future you know why you're doing this in terms of moving forward but i think it's important to remember that it this is one step along the journey you know if it is the case that you do badly in one exam and you're worried for it don't let that stop you from revising for it i mean that's one of the areas where i struggle with motivation if i don't feel confident for an exam i will procrastinate because i'm worried instead of actually sitting down and doing work i know that's yeah. bad for me but i try to you know recalibrate myself and go look you know it's just one exam for one part of the degree i've got to keep working and keep going towards it because yeah even if i do show up and get a 45 at least i've passed i'll still get my degree and then i can go and you know do what i want to do afterwards oh yeah it's also important just to realign with uh what it means to fail <laughs> <laughs> you know because in a levels everything is so skewed like biased towards 100 percent that you, you get an 80 in like physics or math and you're like oh that's crap you know but no it's not uh but in physics like you know i've gotten 40s and 50s and that you know i thought that was terrible but you know it's fine you've made it through uh, you know, even 60s is if you get over 60, that's great as well. 70 is even better. So I think I think it's people need to internally like, align themselves with what what it means to to be you know, to be good. Um, and at the end of the day, you know, two one's still good. Two two is you know still good. Um, and th I think it's important to realize: Do your GCSEs even matter anymore? I know I don't even know what I got. I've forgotten all my grades. I don't even know the relevance of GCSEs are. GCSEs are so I think it's also good to say that, okay I maybe not think of it in this way and I maybe you're self-sabotaging I don't know but uh you know in about five years time you have so much experience in life that it won't matter too much I think I I agree with you I don't, I don't think it's self-sabotage I think I think it's good to remember that you know try your best work hard and you know try and do what you can but at the same time mm, yeah if it's not going well don't worry about it you know ec forms are there for a reason you know it's much better to be mentally healthy happy and resit a year and do well the second time round rather than absolutely working yourself so stressed and so you know unhappily for that year just for a just for a piece of paper and yeah i can yeah i can really relate to that as well because after redoing my third year I think I finally learned the biggest lesson after my Christmas exam, and that's to not have any expectations going into the exam. Um, physics is not one of those things you can predict. We do, unfortunately, we do a course that has such a wide range of questions and wide range of ways to completely mess us up. Yeah. So we we mm -hmm. we don't know what to expect. And having those expectations going into an exam, like okay, I have to get a two one, or I'm going to get a two one, going into that or a first. If that exam is difficult, you are going to come out not, you know, you're, you haven't got that 2-1. For example, our Atoms exam last year, how difficult was that? We all came out of the exam not thinking we got the grade we wanted. If you go into that exam with an expectation and you, that expectation is not fulfilled, you are now stressed out for the rest of your exams um, because that one exam is going to set the tone. So it's really important to just go into the exam. Like, I'm going to try my best. I'm not going to set a grade for myself. I'm not going to set a grade at all for the rest of the year. I'm just going to try my best. And whatever happens, happens. Because at the end of the day, the exam is out of your control. It's not in your hands. It's in the lecturer's hands. So the best you can do is give yourself a decent pep talk before the start of the exam and go with it. 
And it's also just important to remember how far you've come. I mean, my 13-year-old self would think I'm the coolest person ever. I'm living by myself in uni without my parents. I'm able to go to a party. I'm able to go wherever I want. And just on top of that, I'm doing the course I've always wanted to do. And I'm in my third year. I've made it to third year. So just remembering how far you've come is motivating because your 13-year-old self is looking at you right now like this is the coolest person ever they've achieved everything I want to achieve so just yeah that's another thing to remember to keep motivated Mm. I think that's a really good point I think you know most people in the department are used to and I know I was in this way are used to doing a levels coming to university feeling ready for a physics degree because you know we got those 100% as 90% as 80% a level and then when we started doing the physics degree we got hit with grades like 40s and 50s not because we weren't working hard not because we weren't trying you know i know i remember the first time i got one of my mark pieces back i was like damn Mm -hmm. that's it and i just think i just think you know we need to remember what it is we're aiming for what we've already achieved and you know it's not that we can't do it it's that we just get so used to wanting to stay at what we think we should be doing when really we're doing really well and i just think it's that sort of self-criticism which we all have in us as sort of perfectionists and a little bit of imposter syndrome as well my christmas exams this year i was trying so so hard not to submit any ecs i was like i can do it my mental health isn't going to affect me like i have any control over that um my mental health did end up affecting me and because i'd gone into the exam with all these expectations of now i'm going to do amazing and um this isn't going to affect me i kind of came out the other end having that mental health affect me hadn't submitted my ecs and now i'm dealing with the issue of not having submitted those ecs and like the consequences of that and trying to get to redo those exams because i've now accepted that yes my mental health um has affected me so remember that when you set those expectations for yourself you're neglecting yourself as well you're really trying to push yourself to a goal which yes you can achieve I mean you're here you know you can achieve it but you're forcing yourself to achieve it as opposed to encouraging yourself to achieve it um so telling giving yourself a good right worded pep talk is really important because it can yeah it can affect how the rest of the things go right so how do you manage on the day the the day the few hours before you know let's say you have that nine a.m. exam what do you do? I remember back when I was first starting doing exams on GCSEs, someone said to me, "Oh, if you're reading your notes on the morning of the exam, it's already too late, and and don't read notes the day before." I'm like, "Oh, piss off!" Like that is <laughs> that is the worst piece of advice. That's the worst piece of advice I ever got because I know for me, what I do is. I learn best through making notes. So at the start of the year, when I'm doing my lectures, I'll make notes. And then when I start revising, I'll make those notes even smaller onto maybe a few pages of A4. And my notes get smaller and smaller and smaller until on the day of an exam, I have a single piece of A4 where I've put down all the key bits for the module with all of the information which I look at and helps remind me. And so reading that, I will sit in the little waiting area before the exam, whatever room that happens to be in that time. And I'll just look through that A4 piece of paper. And because I've spent time writing it, I feel familiar with it. I've color coded it. And that works really well for me. And I think what I'm getting at is I don't think there's a single good answer. 
for what's good on exam morning. But I think going back to what Dee said earlier, it's about not getting yourself stressed out or worked up or getting yourself into a wrong mental state. Because I know when I was doing my A-levels, I was doing a physics paper, the second physics paper out of three that I did. And I started this paper and I went in thinking I needed to do well. The paper didn't start that well. And I thought to myself, oh, this is going horribly. And because I started thinking that, I kept doing badly. And I can remember that exam clear as day because I've never felt that bad during an exam. So I think it's all about being in the right headspace. And what I mean by that is, you know, somewhat calm, not stressed, and just not not passive, but not overly worried mm. either. What is it? A lot of those things I easily said they're done, but I think even for me, like, you know, it's easy for me to say, oh, just don't be stressed and you know, just chill out. I'm, uh, I have a, a tendency to be too chill and uh, not stressed enough. I, I you know, uh, I think that's a self-sabotage myself. I, I'm just don't get stressed like as, as often. When I do get stressed, it's really bad. But when I don't, I think I just pass it off so easily and then like it's passively in me. But one thing I think to do is, um, I don't know, maybe because how exams are now, uh, like last year when it was all COVID year, uh, you know, usually you're walking to your exam, you have that headspace where you're listening to music, you're walking, you're getting the fresh air, getting the sunlight you need just to get, you know, up in the morning, um, you know, get the circadian rhythm going. Um, so I think it, re- just, it really helps just going outside. Uh, and then and just if you wake up at 7.30, you know, have a quick breakfast, just head out for just 15, half an hour, you know, and just walk around for a bit and it really gets you in the, in the, in the zone. And during my GCs and A-levels, I used to cycle to school and my parents offered to drop me off, you know, to save time and things. But I was like, no, no, I need to cycle. It just gets me going, gets my, the pump, my heart pumping, you know, my brain's in the zone, it's focused. Uh, so that sort of thing, we're just simply just walking, cycling, you know, doing those activities like that right before the exam. It uh, kind of clears your mind, gets you in the zone, gets you focused. So there's no need to. I think, as you said, um, Daniel, you, you prefer to look at notes, but I prefer not to look at any notes on the day. I just want to clear my head, you know, just try and be relaxed as possible, and be tension free as I can by doing simple these simple rituals. I think I think that's it. It's about finding rituals which help get you as an individual in the right headspace, and you know, I that that comment about walking to the exam hall i you know i've never really spelled that out to myself but yeah doing online exams i've never realized how much i actually missed that nice walk to the exam in the sun waking myself up getting some air in my lungs breathing but i think that's a really good piece of advice a 15 minute walk before an online exam sounds like a great idea i think just following on from that um on the day of the exam there's a lot of kind of getting into your head really focusing on what's on your mind and however we kind of go about it that it's called dissociation whether it's you're sat there stressing and you're like oh my god I'm gonna fail this exam really going into that or whether you're sat there fantasizing about results day like we have the Mm -hmm. tendency of getting into our heads um and it's really really important for the sake of our concentration during the exam for the sake of our mental sanity during the exam to bring yourself back into your body and back into the surrounding environment um And lots of people with um, anxiety or any kind of mental health disorder tends to struggle with this one quite a lot because 
when you get stressed, the stress levels are so high that you don't want to deal with them. So you end up kind of living in your head as opposed to dealing with the emotions in front of you. So one thing to do is making sure that the days leading up to the exam, um, you have confronted the stress in front of you. Now, I know it's easier said than done, but when I say confront, I mean, just know that it's there. Acknowledge that it's there instead of trying to escape it, run away from it. Acknowledge that it's there so you're not letting it build up until it's exam day and then then things are a little bit worse. Um, And then also trying to release it. So like Subin said, going on a walk, going outside, um, working out, even a quick two minute jumping around in your room, dancing, putting music on, anything to release emotions. Emotions are something that trapped in your body. Anything to release that emotion, anything to release that stress will help you. Um, and then in terms of bringing yourself back into your body when you do get stressed. So stuff like having heart palpitation, panic attacks, the things that I do or the things that in general I've learned to do when I tend to get into my head and I'm not in my body, um, is one meditating. Now meditating can be anything. It doesn't mean you have to sit there, close your eyes and not think it can be painting. It can be doing your nails. It can be washing your dishes. Um, just any 10 minutes of those, 10 minutes of those activities, making breakfast, Um, (laughs) making breakfast. Yeah. Cooking counts as meditating. Basically meditating is anything that brings you to the present surroundings. So as long as you're focusing on the task at hand and not focusing on anything going on in your head, you're meditating. Um, and yeah, th- those are just some ways kind of bringing yourself back into your body. There's the four, seven, eight breathing technique um, where you um, breathe in for four seconds, hold it for seven seconds and release for eight. And that helps bring like the chest noise, the anxiety mm. down. It, it works really quickly. If you do it two or three times, you'll notice it works instantly. So that might help for that exam day stress. So yeah, it's really about just bringing yourself into your body, making sure you know how to do that at times of high stress and that stuff will really help you with your concentration and your focus as well because if you have now learned to do that four seven eight breathing technique you're able to administer it during high times of stress Mm. and then bring yourself back and focus in what's in front of you yo where's wim hof at where's the physics and philosophy peeps at (laughs) yeah right here just (laughs) drop that side of things also don't eat sugary stuff for breakfast just just don't do that (laughs) <laughs> to have some nice you know complex carbs you know just some so just something get some avocado in there a bit of olive oil drizzled in a bit of a Ooh, salt salt based style <laughs> this is going to be a bit of a guilty confession so i, I just want to um start this out by saying this is not advice we are but, not um, professionals <laughs> my exam uh breakfast is usually coffee and a cigarette <laughs> because i absolutely hate breakfast i do not eat breakfast it makes me feel sick most mornings so i i, I need something in my body so i have a coffee and then i have a cigarette on my walk to the exam hall but that is that is not good advice and that is not uh-huh. to be copied by anyone listen to subin get some complex carbs <laughs> and something good for you green tea yeah, hydrate. This hydrate, is how you water. know Daniel's made for the corporate life. A coffee and a cigarette. <laughs> Daniel is selling his soul. That's, nah, it's a French breakfast. It's Mr. French JP breakfast Morgan. Oh, there you go, right <laughs> yeah, there. Yeah, exactly. No, I, I did get out of that habit. It's a, mm. Yeah, I'm, I'm kind of out of that habit. Also sleep. Super underrated. Yeah. yeah. I, think that's, I think that's one thing that underpins everything. It's just uh, schedule and sleep. So I think when you're doing revision, I think it's, it's your body loves habits, your brain loves habits. It, it wants to wake up at the same time, do everything at the same time. And suddenly when you're doing something crazy, like staying up late till 3 a.m. to revise, you know, your body's in this sort of shock in this. Uh, I guess it's like in this 
alertness the next day and they can just feel off and you always kind of initiate some more stress through that i think yeah so sleeping schedule super important uh also very easily said than done but i think it's to get into a really good rhythm you just need to shock yourself out of the bad habit uh so for example i do a lot of cycling these days and my friend mateo hey mateo for listening um we go on cycle rides in the morning and we said oh let's go let's go it's got up at 6 30 we'll go for a ride at 6 30 mateo is great uh if you, if you know mateo but you know i've been waking up at like eight nine that time but at 6 30 i'm like okay but once once i woke up and i was committed to do something that day you know i have to get up and it's a bit of a shock to my body but and then i was tired uh, during the day and i went to, went to bed earlier and then i wake up at 6 30 for another cycle ride again so you still have to initiate this 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 cycle uh and again, it's just easier said, but just really try and focus on just getting up uh, earlier, I guess, let's say around 7.30, and then try and repeat in that as well. Um, if you if you go out to the place, you know, if you stay up way past your bedtime, then you won't, you won't get up again. <laughs> I agree that, you know, having a, having a good sleep schedule is one of the most important, important things for exams, especially in the run up towards it, because as Subin says, you know, you don't want to shock your body on the day of or even the day before your exam because you'll just feel so much more unnecessarily alert and stressed. And I know that a sleep schedule can be a hard thing for some people to implement in terms of a self-discipline side of things. So what I do is I just have an alarm on my phone, which I have always repeating and never turn off. So I have an alarm every morning at seven o'clock for about a fortnight before my first exam. And so even if I stay up late and I, you know, miss my sleep schedule for more two of the days beforehand my alarm will go off and i will wake up and i will be tired so then mm. i will go to bed earlier so i think that's you know to give if i could try and give one of the best pieces of practical advice it's you know pick a time to wake up for the exam period set it on your phone and no matter how tempted you are don't turn that put your phone alarm away off on the desk yeah, don't yeah, put it in your head <laughs> in fact let the alarm own you let the alarm own you that's enough and I mean, just speaking on sleep, um, sleep hygiene is important. And I think uh, maybe I'm wrong here, but I think Subin is someone that's got it in the bag. Not in the bag, but um, <laughs> I think I've learned that you turn off your phone before bed or at least like an hour before. I don't usually look at anything. I, uh, I try not to. I usually do some reading. Um, so, you know, don't look at your phone an hour or two before your laptop, you know, just shut down. Uh but it's kind of hard because you're always revising, you know, you want to be revising as much as possible. But I think it's also good to have a schedule where you, there's periods where you're not revising. So you're not always looking at your laptop, always looking on your phone to revise from or something like that. Um, so usually I kind of just turn off everything. I don't, I don't look at my phone past nine, like nine till 10. I kind of and do some light reading, have a shower sort of thing. Shower helps for sleeping. Yeah, have a nice cold. Yeah, I was, I was going to say, if, you, if you're a person who finds it hard to, you know, stay off your phone for that hour or so before bed, you could try showering before bed because then that's sort of half an hour when you're getting ready for the shower in the shower and drying off when you can't look mm. at your phone, otherwise you'll break it. So I feel like that's a pretty good built-in thing you can do immediately to get yourself a little bit of off-screen time before bed. And as well, I like a yeah, shower before bed. Right. I'm not going into bed without cleaning myself. <laughs> Yeah, but yeah, everyone's preference is different. Some people like the morning shower and just the the jolt of energy you get from that cold, cold water. Sometimes I don't know. 
or a 6.30 bike ride in some people's cases. <laughs> I mean, yeah, and I think um, I said about bringing yourself back into your body, those showers can really help if you turn that shower, randomly just turn it to cold. I know it's not pleasant, guys, but if you turn that mm-hmm. shower to freezing cold until you're literally gasping for air, like, that stuff brings you back into your body. That will really, uh-huh. it, it brings you a sense of peace as well. Like, I don't know how to explain it. I turn it to cold and until I'm not gasping for hair, I will stay under that water. And for some reason, by the end of it, I just feel so at peace. And my body's just been through hell trying to fight this cold water. And by the end of it, I'm just like, okay, I feel better. Like I'm here. And there's so much, there's so much peace in just knowing that in the present moment, in your body where you are right now there's nothing to stress about at all I'm just sitting at my desk looking at a computer right now and there is nothing to stress about here but it's the minute I start thinking about my exams and going crazy up there that Mm. that's when I start getting stressed so yeah that's just another one there's so many different ways of meditating that's one I I hate cold so much, but Dee gives such good advice. He's actually c- making me consider <laughs> flicking the shower to cold next time I get in it. That that is that I don't know how you've done that. I hate the cold with a passion, but I'm going to try that next time I have a shower. It's called regulating your nervous system. If you do it enough, your nervous system gets used to being in the cold. You can now jump into like cold rivers and stuff. So my cousin's training herself to do that to regulate her nervous system. So she takes cold, freezing cold showers. Um, and doesn't let herself like cover up too much either she's trying to regulate herself my, my teeth literally chatter if i'm outside for too long without a jump but that is that's impressive it definitely is yeah so i was wondering since we've got three different people here myself included who have all done a fair few exams what do you find works best for you in terms of revision techniques in that period coming up before your exams i've got to be guilty here but I don't really find what my revision technique was until quite recently, until the last year, to be honest. I think coming up to GCSEs and A-levels, it was just constantly papers, papers, papers all the time because uh, there's so much resources on papers. But when it comes to uni, I was like, oh, okay, there aren't as many papers or there aren't... I don't know, I just didn't find as many resources. Um, this is all before COVID. But um, I, did, I, did, I did decent in first and second year. Uh, but I think it came down to just exam prep and just doing the papers over and over again. Um, finding questions in the textbook the big beefy textbook which everyone's got uh, first years listening that's uh that's a godsend <laughs> i wish i did more of those um because they were so helpful as well and then you can you know you've got the answers to that as well um also just friends just talking as well like you know, hey let's do a revision session and try not to distract ourselves but if you're gonna if you've got a problem you know you try and work it out uh also just saying things verbally so i'm going through a question and i'm like okay okay here's this way function, how do I find expectation? I've got to uh, uh, do the conjugate and integrate and stuff. Uh, yes, like speaking it out to yourself to making sure it actually works. Uh, you know, so it sounds like it's it's sane, like a little sanity check uh, really helps as well. Um, but into the revision technique, I think it just comes down to, for most people, obviously everyone's different. There's so many variations, but I think for most people, I think it comes down to doing the practice uh, so, you know, don't do all the practice right before the exam. <laughs> you got to uh, do a little bit every single day. You know, this is a compound thing. Um, you know, you could, you know, one, 1. 1.01 to the power of, I don't know, 36 is a lot more than, <laughs> than you know, just t- timesing it all that the day before. Uh, so it's like a compound thing. You know, so you start practicing, I, would, I don't know, let's say three, four weeks. 
you know, um, and it doesn't matter if you haven't got the content down because before I was like, okay, I have to know everything. Um, so I make all the notes and the, but then I forget the stuff that I've made notes for and, and at the start. So I think if you're kind of stuck on where to start, just start doing the papers and just start doing them by looking at the notes, you know, finding, um, finding ways to do it. And then you just practice, um, you know, every bit, every day, it, it all compounds, uh, like interest on in your bank. <laughs> And and hope and hopefully at the end you you realize okay I've all this knowledge I've I've come so far the last few weeks I've actually done quite a bit uh, so doing the papers uh, doing the workshops really helpful and if you have stuck just email your lecturer I always I was I was always scared of emailing other people if I help I'm like oh you know I'm because I'm quite a stubborn person I I read I don't I try not to ask for any help like when I was submitting ECs I was I had to get someone to do the EC, like to say, like, you have to submit ECs. You have to, you have to, because I was so stubborn. I was like, no, I don't need them. I don't need this, don't need that. Um, but yeah, for sure. I think, yeah, asking for help is, is completely valid as well. I think the reason why I asked this question is because it, I want to go back to what Subin says before. I don't think there's one revision technique which works for everyone by any means. I think, you know, that that's impossible. And it's a question of just trying things until you find the one which works for you. You know, Subin says he likes working in a group. He likes, you know, um, speaking things out, being able to talk through his papers as he does them. I am almost the exact opposite. <laughs> I like writing things down. I like making notes. And what I do is I learn by looking back at my notes and seeing where I wrote things in my notes. And that way I build up my memory and my knowledge by looking back through my notes and remembering where they are in my notes like that. But I think going back to something else that Subin says, I think it's important to sort of remember about yourself remember you know not to get too stubborn not to get too stressed not to get too worked up you know if you need ecs if you're thinking about it, if they're on your mind it probably means you should be applying for them you know and i don't think there's any point in being stubborn or prideful you know they're in place for a reason you know it, it's extremely difficult university exams they're extremely stressful and if you feel overwhelmed or not mentally healthy enough to take them it's not going to do you any good forcing yourself to go through them you know and so i feel i'm glad that you know subin was talked into <laughs> doing his ecs yeah i bet you're really glad you oh, did them sure. in the end yeah 100 and you know anyone who i've spoken to who has done ecs almost says the exact same thing to me that subin says you know i didn't want to do them i didn't want to need them but then once they done it, they'd realized after the fact that, yeah, they're here for a reason. And I'm, I'm really glad I have done them. I mean, just taking what I recently went through as an example, like over Christmas, where I was just adamant to not submit an EC. Um, also, just because I was a little bit embarrassed as well. Like, what would the panel think? What would my lecturers think if I submit yet another EC? Really, really didn't want to do it. Um, kind of just denied that my mental health had affected my performance. And then about a month later, I was like, wait, it did. Like, just looking back on the situation when I was slightly healthier, realized it did. And then I was like, okay, cool. Let me at least try and submit an EC now. It's been a month. Um, and I wasn't in the state then to do it anyway. I wasn't thinking straight. Um, so that was a decent circumstance. Explain that. But now I'm dealing with this entire EC process because I submitted it in late. Um, so if you like, like Daniel said, it's really important if you think you need that EC, submit it because even in the back of my head, then I was like, maybe I might need it, but I kept saying no, like I just wasn't in the right mental state to send it. 
and then come a month later I realized how badly I needed it um and now trying to trying to get that process sorted isn't easy so please guys like if you need that EC it's not anything to be embarrassed about um I'm sure lecturers and panels won't judge you that was my own crappy thinking that led to that conclusion um so submit your ECs they're important you're going to end up in the same position as me a month later if you don't so just make sure you do I think one thing which is really helpful is if you think you need ECs find someone to talk to about it you know whether it's a friend a parent a family another family member or even a lecturer you know find someone you're comfortable talking to and say hey I've been thinking about submitting ECs and you know giving yourself someone to bounce ideas off it will help you be able to verbalize things and help you actually see it a little more clearly for yourself. Because if you can say to someone, oh, I've been thinking of having ECs for X, Y, Z and ABC, actually spelling it all out in a single session, sat down talking to someone will help you recognize that. And as well, they will be coming to this without any of, you know, your own worries, your own thought process, they'll be able to give you a good outsider's perspective looking in. And, you know, I feel that I've had a friend of mine come and do that with me. And after I spoke to him, he said, yeah, I'm glad I submitted ECs because, you know, having that talk got those things out of me in a way which I've never got them out before when I was just thinking about them to myself. So find someone you're comfortable with and have a discussion with them would be what Mustafa, I'd recommend as well. If anyone's looking for a decent lecturer to talk to, Mustafa is lovely. I went to speak to him again about the same thing I just spoke to you guys about. And he was so reassuring. He was like, um, he gave me good revision techniques. He was like, like stuff like this happens in life. Don't worry. Like people felt like genuinely really motivating me, but at the same time, giving me content specific advice. So if anyone needs a decent um, staff mm, member to speak talk, to Mustafa. Yeah. Tell your tutor if you feel comfortable, yeah. you know, as well. Tell your tutor. <laughs> yeah, I'm very guilty of this as well. I don't tell my tutor anything. <laughs> I should. Take your own advice. Yeah. So there's one more thing which I want to ask about, since we've already covered one of the questions already by sort of talking, which is, so you've got a physics exam in three weeks' time. And you've got the whole process of revision, the morning of, and then the actual exam itself. So how do you go about breaking that task down? How do you tackle that task as a goal for your life in a few weeks' time when you start the revision period? Do you mean as in like answering the question? <laughs> I mean like the whole I mean like the whole thing start, start to, to finish, finish like from the Oof. From like the 14th of April through to Oof. the 1st of well, June. N- knowing that I'm done with uni in literally a month's time, I just can't wait to finish. <laughs> I'll, I'll miss Nottingham as a place for I miss the uni as much. I don't think. Um, yeah, I think I'm I'm just ready to move on. I think I've been here for four years and I'm like thinking, okay, I've, I've been here for a while now. I've learned a lot. I've learned a lot about myself, about physics. I've learned other stuff as well. And I'm like, and now I'm like, okay, um, I'm ready to move on to other things. You know, I'm trying to get into the into the tech world and software engineering. So I'm trying to go and learn to code after I graduate some more by myself. And I'm just looking forward to doing that. So I think it's good to look forward to what you enjoy because after exams, you know, you'd be de-stressing, hanging out with your friends, going for barbecues. I know some of you probably enjoy clubbing, <laughs> cycle rides. So I think it's good to just seek out, you know, what's going to be at the end 
and then keep that in sight for a bit and be like, okay, that's, you know, once I get through, I can do some more of this. But then also at the same time, don't give away the happiness just because you're not doing the stuff you're meant to, that makes you happy. So I was reading this book called Atomic Habits, which I'm sure everyone has, you know, sort of heard about. And um, in the book, it talks about how you shouldn't deny yourself happiness while you're doing exams and while you're doing revision because it's really hard to, to not be happy. I think that's common for, I think, like 90% of people, 99%, where you're just not happy doing the revision. I certainly am and not. But I think it's also important to, to overcome that is that you have to sort of like the process. So it's like I say, you want to know, become a physicist and be like Daniel and do a PhD. And so you have to like, like learn to like the process. So, you know, I'm, the process to getting there is I've got to do these exams. I've got, so you can't deny yourself happiness until after these things have done, because then you just won't be happy. Uh, I might have waffled there a bit, <laughs> if that makes sense. No, but I, I think that's absolutely correct. I mean, I've started doing physics at degree level by a bit of a sort of shot in the dark. But once I got here, after doing A-levels, I find myself enjoying so many more parts of the course, which I never enjoyed before. And it is those parts which have kept me going throughout a degree. You know, it's the it's the parts of the research project, the, the research side, mm. playing with ideas, making something work and finding a solution that makes me go, yes, which I love. But the report writing and writing a lab diary every day, I go, ugh. So I think what you're saying, you know, don't deny yourself happiness. Keep doing the things which make you happy. I, I think that's a really good way of putting it. I think that's a very, very good way of putting it. Keep sight of the things which, which make you enjoy it, which make you love it. And I think that's the best way learn, to get through trying it. Trying to learn to love the process of doing it. Yeah, because I think if you don't like the process of you know, revising and stuff, but you can, you can try to, to, to learn to love it. Because at the end of this whole process, you're going to be where you are. You're going to be a professional physicist. You're going to be a software engineer. You're going to be, I don't know, whatever you want to be. So yeah, keep that in sight and trying to go the flow, you know, <laughs> I'm, I'm just so bad with like this sort of thing where I just talk about, you know, yeah, yeah, you can do it. Be, be, be you know, so Zen, but, uh, you know, I, I don't know. I don't know. Doing the podcast, this is the first, first sort of podcast I've done where I talk about this sort of thing. And I'm like, oh, I can be so vague. It can be so... I really hope this is useful for many people. <laughs> is all I can say. Well, I think the thing is, even with you and me talking about complete nonsense, Dee's given some actually yeah, good advice. Yeah, for sure. So. Thanks, Dee. Oh, thanks, guys. <laughs> no, I think following on from what Subin said as well, for like looking forward to finishing. Uh, personally, I might be wrong here. People from the real world, please let me know. But um, it can't get much worse than a physics degree. Life cannot get worse than sure. this. I'm so <laughs> sorry. Like the way I'm sure we can all relate. We have struggled. We have really put blood, sweat and tears into this degree. Um, and one thing that's really demotivated me throughout is because I've struggled sometimes with my mental health to a point where I'm having panic attacks during exams and not doing so well. Um, my grade doesn't necessarily reflect how good I am at this course, um, which is really frustrating. It can be demotivating. So to me, the way I get through this and tackle all of this is firstly remembering that life will be better um, once I'm out of this. And again, going back to what I said earlier, I am exactly where I want to be in life. I am exactly where 13-year-old, 14-year-old, 15-year-old, 16-year-old me envisioned myself in at this age. I'm exactly where I want to be in life. 
Um, and knowing that really keeps me going because I've made it. I've made it to where I need to be now. It's just the last few months of getting through, tackling that. And then just keeping in mind the general re- revision technique. So my way of going about it is I get as many notes as I can done during the year. I don't get into all the lectures I try my best to. I mean, we've had it online. So I try and catch up on all the lectures I can give myself till April to do that. Once that's passed from April to exam time, I'm doing um, sample papers, um, workshops, constantly back to back doing those, um, making notes on those answers. And it doesn't matter whether I've done my notes beforehand or not, this is what I'm focusing on the question. So that's another way that just helps me tackle um, my exams. It's kind of having a structure when I want to finish things by and focusing on only the thing I need to focus on for that time, Mm. as opposed to stressing over, oh my God, I haven't done my notes. And oh my God, I missed this one piece of coursework. And it doesn't matter, mate, just whatever you need to do in that time, get it done. Mm. And that's how you will get through these exams. I think a lot of us sort of fallen out of sync with what it was to revise for A-levels. And I think everyone did pretty well to get here to, you know, to get to Nottingham and do well in your A-levels. Um, but one thing I sort of forgotten about A-levels is that repetition really helps. So I was repeating papers over and over until I got them. I was doing this derivation over and over until I got it. So I think, I, I think I, I'm not sure why, but I sort of forgot that doing the repetition thing at uni. Um, but yeah, so doing this repetition, it really gets, you know, as your brain loves habits, your brain loves familiar things. So if you do this over and over, it kind of gets solid into your head. Uh, and that really helps with derivations and things if you're doing like theory modules, um, even just past papers, because then you can sort of pick out patterns. You know, if you're doing papers over and over, you sort of know the gist, general gist, the numbers have changed, the equations have just sort of a bit different, the derivation's a bit different, but essentially the essence is the same. And so doing this repetition of going over things over and over, uh, you know, and then when you do come to the actual paper, you realize there are actual links. Um, lecturers won't won't throw you off on random questions you know unless you had atoms last year <laughs> um they won't throw you off with random questions uh so you know things would be sort of similar there'll be some new things here and there you know i think what's book work there isn't as much book work so there's been more problems and things but you know just trying to be in the zone and trying to like, go through the questions also read the body question is, <laughs> is one important thing um that's what my uh teachers in in high school and secondary school said um you surprised by like you don't i I, know, I have a tendency to quickly go through what the question is asking you and then go back go back to answer like uh, reading it again so just take your time to read the whole question i i think they should implement maybe if any lecturers are listening to this maybe they should implement asking examples hey can we have like just five minutes of reading time where we just focus not even writing just five minutes of reading questions like going flicking through which ones to do, which ones do you think are strategically good at? I was going to say, I always, when I start all of my exams, I do not touch my pen yeah, for the first yeah, five minutes. So good. I feel like I read like a complete idiot because I'll just miss words and I'm reading. I'll miss out key pieces of information. I will just skim read really fast mm. and really poorly. So what I do is at the start of every exam, I don't touch my pen for five minutes and I force myself to read all the questions every word properly it i i can't speak obviously because i'm in an exam hall but i will do everything except actually say the words out loud i'm mouthing them to myself just to make sure i'm getting the information in as thoroughly as i can and yeah that's probably two marks at the end of the question 
that I'm losing because on the final question of the final exam, you know, I can't finish because I've spent five minutes reading. However, I would have picked up a lot more than two marks in the rest of the paper for not having made mistakes well, from yeah. incorrectly reading the questions. So I think, you know, if you if you have an hour and a half exam and three questions to do in it, people think, right, half an hour question, let's go. And they'll open it and just try and get each question done in half an hour. And I think it's a lot better. You know, if you need to sacrifice five, ten minutes for reading. Sacrifice worthy. Yeah. Yes, yeah, absolutely. Actually be gaining marks. You won't be losing anything. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Absolutely uh, gaining What marks. else is it helpful? I just I just come to think came to my mind and I just forgot what it was. Oops. <laughs> um, so just I had something early and I genuinely did forget. Um I think Suban, Suban, what were you talking about right at the start? I feel like if you remind me of your point, I'll be able to remember my point. Actually, funny enough, I actually remember what I forgot to say. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so what I was going to say just just pre previously was um, actually this, these exams are weighted. So, you know, it'd be weighted 20% coursework, 60% and 80% exam, whatever. Uh, so I think it's good to have that in mind saying this is this is, the whole module is not worth is not worth 100%. Some of them are. Uh, but it's also the core modules, especially, you know, it'd be, it will be coursework. So if you've usually people get coursework in the bag. So even if you think you haven't done as well as you think, you probably have done a bit better, probably a lot better because you have that extra waiting that's pushed you up a bit. Uh, that's fine. And, you know, if you want any life advice, um, I failed all my semester one exams in third year. So and I'm here now. So fourth year. Yeah, yeah, let's go. How did you do <laughs> that? Worse than that again. How did you do that? I'm currently in that process. <laughs> <laughs> teach me your ways master uh, teach me your ways uh just um you know i think because it was covid year you know so it wasn't i don't think it was a great year for anyone uh it was it was a tough year it was really tough for the toughest year i think um on, of all years um of all years combined but in the summer uh i was in knots and yeah just revised through uh, really zoned in the exam technique i was doing papers and i, and I did better and i passed all of them so yeah mate ec's easy is helpful don't, don't obviously don't take the piss out of the process um there's there's a difference between genuinely being affected by exams and then just doing it because you're not happy with your grade um obviously be mindful there are people out there that need the ec process so don't take the piss this this whole podcast isn't here to tell you you can go get an ec whenever you want it that is not the case um you need to have a genuine reason but if you do have a genuine reason go get your ecs um, and then following on from what Daniel said about the questions, I do that as well, where I don't read things carefully. I read like the top line of something, go to the end, read it. I will be doing, I'll go to the question, right? And you know, with physics papers, there's that paragraph at the start with all of the values. I will skip that, go to the question. I'll start answering the question, realize that I don't know any of the values, realize I haven't actually mm -hmm. read the question and then have to start the whole process again and read the question it can get where i'm rushing because yeah. i'm not i'm not thinking i'm so stressed i'm up in my head i'm not down here i'm not on earth um so i'm up in my head not thinking straight i have missed reading forgot to read so again like i said just following going back to what i said about bringing yourself back into your body you can forget to do the most basic things like read the question get a pen use a calculator so yeah bring yourself back um however you can pinch yourself if you need to i don't I don't advocate for self-harm, so I'm not saying that, but like whatever you can to bring yourself back into your body, it helps. So one last piece of advice from everyone before we sign off. Subin, 
final piece of most important advice in your mind. This better be good. Good sleep, good food, avoid sugar. Good sleep, good food, avoid sugar. Oh, that's <laughs> oh, you didn't have to do me day like that, Stephen. <laughs> D. Um, I think getting the right intentions and attitude. If you can somehow train your brain to regardless of how stressed out and how negative it gets to always switch back to a positive mode so the minute you think i'm going to fail you think no i'm going to try the hardest i can um that can go miles that can go absolute miles for your mental health and that can go absolute miles for the actual exam day if you just wake up to you wake up and say to yourself i'm going to try my best try your best go for it yeah kind of yeah just the way your attitude and your self-talk is really important and I think my last piece of advice will be, you know, just remember that this is only one exam out of a long career. You know, we're all, all of us only in our 20s, you know, remember where you're going, remember what you want, remember how much better it is in a few years ago and just think about how much better it will be, you know. Don't get too in your head, stay positive and yeah, yeah rest of really life well, to live. Sure. We did a physics degree, guys. During COVID, the most difficult period, like in the last, I don't know, 30, 40 years. So yeah, it's, it's something. Be proud. Well, thank you so much, everyone, for listening. We really hope this episode has given you at least something that you can take away and find useful for your exam period. We wish you all the absolute best of luck. And to everyone graduating this year, well done, you're nearly there. And to everyone taking their first, second, however many exams this is, you know, you've got this and this will be a great start to getting that degree a bit more ticked off. So thank you so much, everyone, for listening to another episode of the Fizzlot Podcast. Bye. Bye, guys. Good luck. Take care. You got this. <laughs> <laughs>